Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Drop the phone again, so that's like the fifth screen protector. <laughs> oh, yeah? I think I'm in like on a my, few months. Well, I don't want to jinx it. Killing it. Killing it. Sorry, let me just... Yes, there we go. Move your shit. Move, bitch. Get out Get the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Look, in another universe, we would be starting the episode here. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Because it's 4.30 right now. Oh, yeah. We will be setting up. And instead, I just kept getting calls repeatedly. It was such a good... Also from people that I've been waiting all day from, okay? We should just... That's partly my frustration is I've been waiting on these people. Literally, it's fine. Uh, please, it's I'm fine. begging you. Let's switch the order of these so I have more time to work on the <laughs> editing of the video. Um, I think we should both do that for, you know, editing's sake. Well, this one is going to be also a short episode. But I'm going to do my best to make it long. I'm going to be like, we'll come back <laughs> to freaks. To, to freaks. Pause. Kinks. Dramatic pause. And more geeks. Pause. Thank you. Oh my. I'm CJ. And April. Well, I'm only CJ. You're April. <laughs> <laughs> only you're CJ? Yeah, I'm just CJ. I'm, oh, not, okay. I'm not CJ and April. That's, that's Two brats that's, in a podcast. We are two brats in a podcast. Also known as Freaks, Geeks, and Geeks. It's also known as... <laughs> the time is 4.32 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> we are Killing live. It. Well, we're not live. This is a, pre- this is a pre-recorded episode. Two. We're two... Just well-fed, <laughs> perfectly rested, no sleep energized, no sleep deprivation, no overworking. Nope. And um, especially if you go listen to the top no and bottom energy. episode. Yeah, you don't. You don't gotta. <laughs> don't do that. Or oh, do do word. that. Or do 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 do. Stop. <laughs> so you know something. <laughs> Stop. I'm so sorry we're being silly because this is actually a serious topic. Very serious. This is very serious. And I know that by me saying it's very serious, it therefore sounds like, once again, it's not very serious. But trust me. Serious. If we could have a serious safe word, I'm going to use it now. Banana nut bird. Banana nut bird? (laughs) Bread. Bread? Oh. (laughs) Banana nut bread. (laughs) Can you tell I'm hungry? (laughs) I'm. (laughs) Should we eat after this? Wait, it's Tuesday. We go to the ball. Oh, I need to work out. Stop. <laughs> God, you and your prioritization of your own health and well-being is killing me. It's so gross. <sighs> then I'd have to go alone to get the deal. You know that I'll let you take out? We're going Friday. It's not the same. <laughs> this one, they let you mix and match tacos. Because Taco Tuesday. No, I can't even eat it today because I'm on cut. I, first of all, I don't think that the person who wrote this diet plan for you, me, agreed <laughs> to cut, to you, uh, to allowing you to cut. As a matter of fact, I would like to have a board meeting about the cutting. <laughs> I'd like to uncut. No cutting. <laughs> no cutting. Actually, this is our friend anniversary, so you really should come out and, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's really, 
You know, it's fucked up. Is this would have been my like four month, you know, right? Sure. Sure. It's not been on my mind today at all. Not even thinking about it. Not at all. Crying. (laughs) It's great. Um. So you know what is not sad? Actually, it is sad. (laughs) Is that um a polyamorous person has significantly less rights in terms of what they can claim protection on of their own lives than monogamously married people. Did you know that? I did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it just in the episode? (laughs) Well, I was today years old when I remembered that I should really be considering what sort of legal protections I should have for myself as an polyamorous person. Now, for me right now, as a single person, solo poly, it's not too many. Well, and I will say this actually first came up for me when I was, uh, before I was married to Jay. Okay. This is actually a topic that not only affects poly peeps, but also solo poly and also monogamously single people. Okay. Okay. So this is something also that you can be monogamous and single or not single. You can be dating someone in monogamous and that still affects you. Interesting. Okay. So this is literally anyone that is not under the protection of marriage. I say that very loosely protection, just in a legal sense, not in anything else. True. Very true. Um, I want to ask about that, but I don't want to forget about it because I need to go in order. Okay. I don't know if I should put that at the bottom of my list. How? Single, monog, singly, mono, people, How it affects? Question mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So, um, for me, like I said, as in my entire polyamorous life, I haven't really considered what sort of like legal protection I would need. I don't think I've run into, I have yet to run into any situations where it's come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the longer that you're in this lifestyle, the longer, uh, the more relevant this thing is going to come, this is going to become because the longer you're in relationship with people, the more you end up sharing property, the more you end up, uh, maybe even sharing childcare, um, and et cetera. So we're going to talk about all these things, how you can, what comes up, how you can keep yourself safe, where you can go if you are in any sort of legal trouble because of your status as a polyamorous person. And we're going to try to make it a little bit fun along the way because we're feeling silly today. Or tired. Silly. Mostly tired. Mostly silly. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I wrote like, you're probably not even thinking about it because you're worrying about like, how do I just get more dates? That's us. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that's us. I, in the beginning, that's it. Like, you're just fighting people off you for, you know, not doing the reading if you haven't done it, you know? Yeah. And uh, trying to figure out your even your dating style, you know? Like, yeah. some of us are still stuck on that form. He did it. Oh, nice. Finish it. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here trying to throw him under the bridge. Well, let me tell you something. Bus? No. Under the bridge, never to be found, eaten by a troll. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were like, never mind. Okay, go ahead. No, I did mess it up. It's called a Malifor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, here, I'm going to start by the most uh, surprising for me in my head is that people who get fired for being polyamorous and or non-monogamous. Did you know? Um, And there isn't really any legal protection right now for if that happens. Not on a nationwide level. Right. So there are... So when you're talking about, and this kind of goes into what we deal with here at the office, which is fair housing Mm -hmm. um, and protected classes. So Mm -hmm. nationwide, we have protected classes, which are going to be your ethnicity, your religion, sex, gender, like those are, yeah, those are protected. Mm -hmm. 
on a local level, each city and entity can be different. Right. So you'll need to check where you live to see if this is protected, but I'd say 99% of the places do not yet protect people who are in non-monogamous relationships. Well, the tricky part is there are some states that still practice um, uh, making adultery illegal. Yes. Which is interesting. Yes. I went to Google, how many states still do that? Too many. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> there's a lot of them. A lot of them don't enforce it. Like I think even in like Texas right now, you can't have more than like three dildos legally. If they came into my house, I'd be in prison. I'd be, I'd get the death sentence. Why is that? I would definitely get the chair. Why is that a law? It's there's so many laws like that. It's insane. Because we went through a, a very big purity culture era. Okay, that's true. That's so true. like, Shouldn't can you surprised. imagine if they came into my house? It would be an all-out raid. I mean, well, I mean, I well, it looked like I robbed you, a sex I store. just how do you? Well, okay. <laughs> I wonder if that extends to like shops being like, hey, this is your third visit. Get Goodbye. <laughs> I don't think they really enforce it anymore, but it's also like they never took it off the books. Mm-hmm. The tricky part is, though, is the presence of what's called polyphobia and people who have a bias against people who are non-monogamous. Yep. So it's like sometimes they unfairly choose to enforce those laws just because of like an internalized feeling of not liking poly people. Yeah. That's what I found in my research. Yeah. But no, most poly people are not protected. And there have been even some rental ordinances, rental laws recently that actually take away even more protection. I love that. Do you remember when you got this form, like when COVID had first hit and they were giving like uh, grants to small businesses Yep. and then they said like, but you are disqualified if you are polyamorous. Yep. That was interesting. That happened. We got that document Mm -hmm. emailed to us. Yep. Purity culture. Gotta love it. So welcome to the South. Yep. The deep south. Yep. And it's, you know, this is something, like I said, I started thinking about even when I was single, when me and Jay were trying to figure out how to not get married. Oh, yeah? Is when we really started researching some of this. Interesting. What was that like? I actually never told me about that. Um, so Jay and I never really wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said that from the beginning. We don't really believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Jay... Um, we knew he was going to work for the VA, mm-hmm. um, and at the time, I don't know what the rules are now, but at the time, the VA would not cover me for health insurance if we were not married. Mm-hmm. Right. So civil unions, they didn't recognize. Um, there was no real legal protection for that. So we spent a lot of time trying to figure out if there were any workarounds, if there was any way we could get around it, and there was absolutely none, which is why we ended up landing on getting married, which involved eight people no nothing um but yeah there was no legal protection for us if we decided to not get married and Mm -hmm. i needed health insurance love that for everybody involved not even like that living together for a certain amount of time no they would not consider it because they no longer consider well some places are starting to now again consider civil unions but a lot of places got rid of the designation of civil unions Mm-hmm. I think you, you could like claim a civil union after seven years. Don't quote me on that, but I want to say it was seven to nine, somewhere around there. Um, and then they would consider you pretty much married at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point sometime in the last 20, 30 years, I guess, they have started to do away with that. Okay, interesting. And the funny thing is I thought it was two years, but I guess I was wrong on that. It could have been two years at some point. When we were looking at it, I remember seeing that it was a longer... I think they kept extending it because then oh, okay. it would be easy for, right. I guess, people to abuse the system. How dare people share benefits in a country so that doesn't terrible. give free health care? <laughs> but 
I digress. <laughs> well, I don't want to be taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't ruin our system of paid healthcare. Anyway. So yeah. So marriage it was. Yeah, I think that's like there was a while where I was like, marriage sucks, you know, because I'm divorced and bitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after a while, I was just like, I mean, if you're not doing it for any sort of benefits, yeah, I think you're not really doing it for any good reason. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be married, cool. It just was never our desire. I think I just eliminated this idea of like marriage as like a romance piece and more of like a, you know, could be a financial benefit, which is kind of like after switching that has made me a little bit more open to the idea again. Because what if I want to marry a rich person? Well, and it's so like marriage. Okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent on a second. But marriage was, has been essentially utilized by the government to incentivize people marrying and then having children, which mm-hmm. then incentivizes the economy. And mm-hmm. if you want to get me on the whole birther thing, whatever. But go off. Um, so marriage, a lot of people get married just purely for the tax benefits, too, because mm-hmm. the tax benefits for getting married are pretty good mm-hmm. to a certain point. There is a certain yeah. point when you make too much that it might actually be more beneficial to be divorced, mm-hmm. um, but they incentivize marriage, mm-hmm. and they do that because they want people to get married to have kids, because mm-hmm. that keeps the economy growing. But. Yeah. And it's a power thing. So more well, children. There are people who are getting, uh, having kids who aren't getting married too. So yeah, and that's where it's starting to kind of get flipped on its head a little bit. Where people aren't wanting to get married. They're getting married much later. They're not wanting the same amount of kids. They don't want the five kids anymore. Women aren't needing to be married anymore like they used to. Mm-hmm. It's a whole yeah. Anyways, I could literally go on for hours about that. But should we do an episode on that? Maybe. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll be curious. We'll put it into the little mine mine tunnel. We'll put it into the mine tunnel. Right here. To bring it back, people have been fired from being polyamorous, have been uh, closed off from receiving grants for being polyamorous, prevented from joining health insurance plans, have very little access to effective therapy, which I did bold, underlined, Mm -hmm. um, have no protection for assets acquired while in a relationship, have no say in what happens if one of your partners passes away, or, and is not, I'm sorry, and is not seen as being a legal guardian for children, which if you're considering a situation where you have lived with a family and this child like knows you as a guardian and you do have that relationship with a child, yep. yeah, that sucks, you know. And also because of like discrimination based on being polyamorous, there's also that like that court bias. Like if it, it comes to custody too, where there is a court bias of like, oh, well, children and families, you know, with multiple parents can't be good, you know? Yeah. So there's that up against us too. I think a lot of people see polyamory in line with the kind of really gnarly version of polygamy. Yeah. Probably. Unfortunately, yeah. even the, that. What's mood. just to state it out? What's the gnarly version of polygamy? Um, probably like lives? the Warren Jeffs type mm-hmm. version of polygamy where they were forcing, you know, young girls to get married, forcing them to have kids. It was very much a non-consensual, mm-hmm. non-consent arrangement, arrangement okay. um, which is the version of polygamy that most people point to. Mm-hmm. I personally don't have an issue with polygamy. You want I, I four or no five wives? I have problem if someone's consenting in a non-hurtful yeah. way. But I think the courts do have a bias because of... In a non-coerced way. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. And I think that's why the courts have that, like, negative view a lot of times is because of that, like... Yeah. Gross version of polygamy. Also, because my wife would never let me fuck another woman. Yeah. <laughs> but come on. You know. I have a question for you. Did any of these kind of like, um, do you think you would have accidentally stumbled on any of these in your experience as a poly person? Like for me, I didn't know about a lot of these sort of legal protections that I should have my, for myself or that I should consider for myself. Did any of those come up in your journey as a poly person? 
Um, what do you mean? Like, where you were like, oh shit, I probably should have some sort of like document about what should happen to my stuff. Actually, probably when you were trying to figure all this out with Jay, when you were trying not to get married, but still like, yeah, that was the thing. So we were also talking at that point about having kids possibly that was still on the table. So there was that, um, you know, we also had to discuss like, because we weren't going to, he and I never changed our names. So we mm-hmm. also were having to discuss, like, if we had kids, what we were going to do with their names. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I've heard about women whose kids don't have their last names and they're not allowed in, like, the emergency rooms with them or allowed back. They have to, like, prove birth certificates and all Oof. of that. So, yeah, I mean, it is actually something. And he and I came together at a point where I already owned a house, I owned a car. I had a business, like, I'd already started a lot of stuff, so we discussed up front a lot of, like, legally, what do we want to do? Mm-hmm. In terms of the longer me being poly and what I could see myself, like, running into by accident with no prep is probably the shared asset situation. Because yes. I think, like, there's no reason for, I mean, and then maybe this is poly privilege, new poly privilege, where I'm just like, I have no reason to believe that I wouldn't be able to move in with somebody and begin to share assets. And you know how hardcore I've been like, oh, I'm married, you know? So like, I feel like I could have easily found myself in a situation like that where it's like, now I have to leave, but like, there's no legal protection for my items because there's no way like for obvious romantic. Yeah, yeah. Disentangling is very difficult. I think that one, I think the other one that a lot of people don't think about until they're in the situation and then it's far too late is medical legal mm-hmm. protection. So yeah. if you have a partner who's suddenly sick or in a car accident and they have no next of kin here and you're not married, you are not the next of kin. They don't have to let you back into the room. They don't have to give you any information. They actually will not give you any information. And if it's a life or death, you don't get to make any of those decisions unless you have the legal set up ahead of time. Like a power of attorney? Uh, yeah, so medical power of attorney, um, specifically medical power of attorney. You can also do a general power of attorney, mm-hmm. um, which gives you, it, it should specify all of the areas that you have power of attorney over. Okay. So there's like limited power of attorney, which gives you specific power of attorney over certain things, which we we'll see a lot in real estate, medical practices, that kind of thing. Okay. And then you also have general power of attorneys, a durable power of attorney, which is a wider, typically broad power of attorney. Okay. Would you recommend that people who are in poly relationships who don't want to get married or who can't marry multiple partners establish some sort of power of attorney? Um, you know, I'm not an attorney, so I can't fully say yes or no. And I, I would assume that is the case. Yeah. Is there is some sort of limited power of attorney for certain <clears throat> instances. Can you have multiple power of attorneys? Yes. Oh, cool. So yeah. It's kind of sounding like maybe that's a great... Well, not a gray area, but like an option area, you know? Yeah. Um, so... We're talking about a lot of uh, potentially things that can go wrong. Um, let's talk about just like a total overview, 30,000 foot view, of the things that you should be considering needing legal protection for just in like a list format, okay? Uh, one is your protection of home. If you're sharing a home with multiple romantic partners, it's not recognized under existing laws in any way. So meaning no protection for any of your things, like I said, that I would accidentally fall into. You don't receive legal and tax benefits or the responsibilities as a sign by registered marriage. Thanks. <laughs> Number two, protection of your personal property. There's no legal protection for custody arrangements or how property is divided. Unlike marriage, community property laws, like any assets acquired by either spouse during the marriage, are considered mar- uh, marital property and therefore owned by both spouses. That kind of thing does not apply, even if you put both your money in it. And I would, I would still consider some sort of, I don't know if you would call it a prenup, but if you're going to move in with someone and start combining assets. Mm-hmm. 
maybe consider a prenup before you do that. Can you get a prenup without being married? Yeah. Cool. Prenup is just a legal signed document. Okay. So sick. an attorney could draw up. I don't know if they would still call it a prenup because you're not getting married. It's that's a prenuptial agreement, mm-hmm. but there has to be some version. Like mm-hmm. you could technically even just draw it up yourselves. Oh, sick. Technically speaking, if you get it notarized, is it legal? Yeah. Be binding. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Nice. Perfect. The next being the protection of child uh, care and custody. Um, one thing that came up that I was, you know, it's like surprising to find it out, but you're like, oh, I get it. Is like the issue of a. Uh, child pickup from school yep you know especially if you're a person who isn't out and you're worried about being fired for being out or you're in a much more like conservative state you probably don't want to have to explain your situation and maybe even i don't know what fall under calling yourself an aunt or something but then you're lying and then that could be found out you know so it's a hugely stressful situation and it also has to be confusing for a child who's like if your home situation is that these are all your parents you know like Mm -hmm. not being able to act as though that's your parent on the outside is like yeah that would suck that sucks um and because polyamory is um unconventional i think i said this already you know the court exhibits bias for children in plural families um let me see sorry sorry sorry. okay and then one of the advice pieces here if you do find yourself in some sort of custody issue involving children um the advice is to uh draw up a collaborative and mutual agreement uh between those vying for custody within the presence of a plural family friendly attorney uh as opposed to trying to take it to court just because involving the court might give undesirable outcomes for that also it's expensive it's also expensive yeah numero dos not Nimrodo, sorry. <laughs> Protection against employment dis- discrimination. So it's interesting on this one because it's like, I guess there's no law saying that you can't be fired or fired for nope. being poly. Um, and I just, I guess I would be interested in seeing how a court case like that would go out where it's just like, you know, you're doing all your work, you know, you're a good employee. These are your stats as an employee. Well, and in Florida where we are at, Florida is an at-will state. Mm-hmm. So I can literally fire anyone for any reason at any time. Oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah. Love that. So now I can't have obvious discrimination against a person under fair house, like the mm-hmm. protected classes, um, which I wouldn't anyways. But yeah, someone would have to take that and escalate it up the court system for it to actually become a mm-hmm. protected class. Which also, you know, it does become like a, a privileged situation as well because if you don't have the money to pay for an attorney to go to bat for this, and then you're very expensive. sober, you know, you just kind of have to take it. Yeah, you're talking thousands. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and then finally, which has come up kind of like um, in pieces along the way has been the visitation in hospitals and also in jail. Mm-hmm. That was a surprising one. I mean, like in the jail situation, I guess we're punishing them. Yeah. Like, no friends. No, no extras. <laughs> no extras. But, um, but still, for some reason, I was like, oh, okay. The hospital one gets me too. I think that if you're dying, see who, who loves you, period. Even if it's your friends. It's a HIPAA thing. Well, the, that HIPAA do lie because... Part of it's HIPAA, which is why the doctor won't tell you anything if you're not directly related. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not letting you back. I don't know if that's... Well, I understand with children why. Because they obviously okay. don't want to let an adult back who they don't know if this is an adult that's directly related to that child. Okay. That can be a safety issue. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... I think this comes up a lot in... It comes up a lot with adoptions, too. A lot of adoptive families deal with these same Oof. issues. Yikes. Because a lot of times in adoptive families, a number of children don't look like their parents. Yeah, that's true. Damn, that sucks. 
it, it just feels like there has to have been enough situations where that has gone wrong for them to make that a, a rule. No. Well, what do you mean? Well, it's like, you know, how many times did a person who shouldn't have been back there gone back oh, before yeah. they were like, finally, okay, family only. Yeah. That for me seems weird, though, because we're assuming that family are somehow like better than the average person or friend. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. Um, uh, I was wondering if any of those caught you by surprise at all, April. Not, unfortunately, not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, yeah, unfortunately, not really. Not I wish much, I had. Yeah. yeah. But no, this is pretty much the way of the world right now. Yeah. I mean, just as someone who was uninformed before, I was pretty surprised by all of them. Like, I think I understood as I was reading through it, but it was still like, Jesus, you know, like all this stuff coming up and keeps coming up. Yeah. More and more coming up, coming up. Um, and you know what? I think that sounds like a dark cloud of sadness over the experience of being polyamorous, but there are some ways that we have made progress. And I wrote here in my little pen, teacher reading time, and then I did the nerd emoji, but I drew it because I couldn't, this was some nerd yeah, emoji. Remember I said, hey, everyone come around, sit in the circle. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> Story, Story time. time. In 2020 and 2021, which I don't know if you're paying attention to what year it is. That was like a couple years ago. A couple years ago. Three Boston area municipalities, the city of Somerville, followed by Cambridge, and the town of Arlington became the first in the country to extend the legal definition of domestic partnerships to include polyamorous relationships. Plaque, which is, uh, I know it, it's somewhere, polyamorous law assisting class. Sorry, that's not it at all, but I will get you the right one. <laughs> um, the Polyamory Legal Advocacy Coalition, sorry. <laughs> Worked on both the Cambridge and Arlington efforts and is now working with advocates in California on domestic partnerships and non-discrimination legislation. In January 2021, the Executive Board of Division 44 solidified their commitment to CNM, consensual non-monogamy, by unanimously approving a proposal for the CNM task force to become a permanent committee within the division. The historic vote ensured that CNM will have perfect perpetual, thank you, representation and voting rights in Division 44. Becoming a, a committee reflects steps previously made by Division 44 to be inclusive of the lesbian, bisexual, and transgender communities and signals the increasing understanding and integration of CNN happening globally. Boom. In March 2021, <laughs> the Cambridge City Council approved a change in city ordinance that domestic partnerships encompass two or more persons not related by blood. In a relationship of mutual, uh, quote, in a relationship of mutual support, caring, and commitment who intend to remain in such a relationship and who consider themselves to be a family. And domestic partners no longer are required to live together under the new ordinance, the count, ordinance the council decided. Ordinance. It provides rights to hospital health care facilities and local jail visitation, as well as the same health and other employment fringe benefits to employees with domestic partners as to employees with spouses. A partner could also give permission for domestic partners to access a child's school records and other school matters relating to a child by filling out a form. However, despite the recognition, partners should still enact a will without which the state can utilize their... Oh, I looked up the pronunciation of this before I wrote this, and now I lost it. In intestacy mm -hmm. law which in some cases means only married civil partners or close relatives can inherit the possessions of the deceased and last but not least my friends lynn strober attorney with the mandelbaum Bar barrett attorneys at law says as attorneys we need to ensure the rights of all our parties are protected in the formation and dissolution of such unions and in a later case that the non-married participants are treated fairly because to interpret the 14th amendment and equal protection of the law is to understand the concept of fairness is fundamental to states guaranteeing the same rights privileges and protections to all united states citizens 
So what do you think about some people who claim that this should not be happening because then it's going to allow like friends to claim partnerships? We should allow friends to claim partnerships in a way. I I feel like if uh, the way we connect with people is so spiritual and timeless. And if a person comes together to say like, hey, we want to just be joined on like this united goal, I think we should let them. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm hard pressed to find out where that can go wrong. I think if you're talking about people abusing the system, people get married to abuse the system all the time. Like, yeah, I think there's like, there's always those people who are worried that like, oh, well, these 10 people are going to get together and then their work has to cover all 10 of them Good. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I think that could happen, but I think that'll be the minority population like that will be the that will not that will be the exception not the rule also those people would be immaculate if they're able to conduct a 10-person relationship and we should give them everything i think we should give you win yeah can you imagine 10 do we all have to be horny at the same time (laughs) dude right uh yeah i don't know i guess like you know a part of part of my my love style does include deep friendships so it's like you know yeah i would if we both find ourselves single, why not come, come up with some sort of like commune situation where yeah. we both have our own houses and we do farm shit? Yeah. I'd be open to that, you know? Well, so. and for me, it's no different than an asexual relationship where they have no sex or sex mm, once a mm-hmm. year. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's, what's the difference? Right, exactly. The relationship is rooted on like deep friendship and closeness. Yeah, not sex. So, yeah. So anyway, I support friends joining together for this also because i think it's like a big f you to like marry marriage culture in general of like oh you know straight marrying and then accelerate us or i mean uh, escalate as a couple you know it's kind of like well you know you can do the same things for different reasons and still do them ethically and Mm -hmm. you know why not i agree so yeah um big question here is who should you reach out to if you find yourself any sort of legal trouble an attorney an attorney a plural family friendly attorney i'm pretty sure that since the attorney is acting on your behalf as long as you don't feel that anything is off then you should probably be okay with any attorney um i mean i i personally would be very upfront about the fact that this is going to be a non-monogamous yeah yeah yeah. case or issue Mm -hmm. um and you'll be able to read pretty quickly if they're going to be down Mm -hmm. with that or not you should ask if they have any experience with it. Yeah. I would be curious what's about What's your that. experience? What's your support? What's your success rate with these types of cases? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, does the PLAC or any of these organizations make recommendations of... I do think that they act as, like, resources for you. So if you do contact them, I think they will point you in the right direction if they okay. can. So I am also going to include these links at the bottom of the YouTube video description, but uh, the Polyamorous Legal Advocacy Coalition is one, Chosen Family Law Center is another, and the American Psychological Association, Digital 44, Commit- Committee on Consensual Non-Monogamy. And if you can't afford, so attorneys are expensive. I get that. Attorneys mm-hmm. are not cheap. I pay attorneys a lot of money every month to, you know, help out in our business. We mm-hmm. have four on retainer, dear God in heaven. Um, and getting the bills hurts. So <laughs> I understand that attorneys are not cheap. If you cannot afford an attorney, um, do some research online. I don't always advocate Googling everything, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are a lot of things, a lot of forms online that you can make use of in the interim. It's better to have something written down than nothing. That's true. So there's a lot of, um, medical, uh, like, uh, what am I trying to say? You can find forms for setting up like specifically a medical, uh, why am I just totally blanking on the word? 
Guard, not a legal guardianship. Power of attorney? Power of attorney. POA. So if you look up POA, power of attorney, look up medical power of attorney, durable power of attorney, um, limited power of attorney, look up those, have something in place. Worst case, they say no, but best case, if something happens, you have something to help you. That's true. Same with wills. There are a lot of very simple wills that you can set up. Um, if you're going to be moving in with someone, at minimum, just have a written agreement that's notarized yeah. and witnessed. Yeah. Like... You can also get divorced that way. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of divorces, simplified divorces, where you guys just do it yourselves. Oh, interesting. So, you know, have something written down. Same with childcare. If you're going to have a child with someone that you are not married to, putting that person on the birth certificate doesn't always mean that that person has legal say over that child. So, having things written down, having signed agreements, even if it's not in front of attorney... Even if you're not fully sure if it's legal, just have it written down somewhere and notarized and signed. Yes. Actually, an interesting thing that I came across was an attorney in Kentucky who helped a thruple uh, create an LLC where they all had equal um, ownership. Sort of ownership of like their divided assets. Which is, I mean, hey. that's definitely one way to do it. You're also protecting the assets from outside mm-hmm. possible liability. Yeah. So, I, was, I mean, like, one of the things that they were saying is if you are going to need legal help, you have to get creative, you know, coming up with documents that you're writing yourself or coming up with an LLC to protect you and your family. Um, because when you think about it, it's just as contractual as, like, a marriage document where it's like, you know, with a marriage document, you are saying, okay, we're splitting everything evenly between the two. And with an LLC document, you're saying, okay, there's, you know, everyone has their own whatever percent of ownership, yeah. you know. And I think they even had, like, subcategories where, well, only two people uh, needed a car to commute to work and their third didn't so they had a car that was in ownership of them mm. and not in the third so that could be a viable option as well I mean it would cost money you know so keep that in mind but like if you are escalating to sharing a home and sharing assets with your partners you can consider that as an option yeah or having kids even having if kids. you're not going to share homes I mean I'm kind of our episode that we did on letting go gracefully where you are planning for the worst hoping for the best do that in the beginning do Mm. all of this in the beginning if you're about to move in with someone do these steps if you're gonna have a kid with someone do these steps don't wait until it gets bad Mm -hmm. by then it's too late it's over yeah i mean literally in the case of a medical emergency it could be yeah yeah that can be the difference between you getting to say goodbye to your partner or not yeah very true very very true so not to make it all heavy but i am for the worst how dare you make it heavy start crying (laughs) 13 minutes of just crying (laughs) oh my Uh god would you guys pay me (laughs) i'm just kidding actually some people might i'm sure there are kinks for that there's definitely a kink for that only fans only only cries just cries all the cries (laughs) (laughs) just cry just you videos of you crying i just go live every time i have a breakup i'm just like (laughs) listen encanto I'm probably going to watch it kind of tonight, actually. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, I do want to ask, now that we've reached the end of my notes, is uh, when you were uh, covering how single monogamous people are also kind of at risk with some of these things, what, what did you mean? Um, so single or, like, if you are maybe not single, but if you are monogamous but not married, mm-hmm. these also still apply to you. So if you're having kids outside of marriage, if you want to live with someone but you're not married, um these all still this is not exclusive just to poly peeps okay yeah that's a really good way of putting it um you know it's funny as i did think about this in terms of my uh my ex-husband just because i know that they started having children without getting married and i was uh you know of course at first i was just looking at it for 
the result of our relationship ending. But like, you know, now that those feelings are, have been processed and have been put behind me, I'm thinking like, wow, well, you know, you're really present in these children's lives. Are you just going to be kicked out if you guys break up? Like one of them is your child, you know, like, so, um, kind of want to share these resources with him a little bit, you know, also don't want to be inappropriate though. But I think it's incredibly good to consider like, if you're just the, the, the real issue and the real, like, you know, um, what was I going to say? The real threat to the safety is just kind of being too nonchalant and not thinking that any yeah. of this is going to matter later on. And um, because this is about love styles, a lot of times we think about love in terms of like romance and fantasy. And like you think, why would I ever need this? We, are ne- we would never be at ends on like how to divide children because we're going to be a family forever. You know, it's just like you don't know. And you mm-hmm. absolutely should create these documents when you're in a situation where you're actually still loving the person because then you're actually thinking in their best you know, in their best interest. Whereas like when you're breaking up, you you know, emotions do come into play and you're like, maybe I don't want you to see my child because I don't want you in my life at all. And it's like, that's really not the place you should be making that decision from. You know what I mean? That affects the child forever. Yeah. Even though you feel like your feelings are forever, they're not. Yeah. And if you're going to add partners to your mix, updating those agreements as the partners are added Mm -hmm. or adding new agreements between whoever, like, let's say we're KTP, it's me, Siege, and Jay. Mm-hmm. Siege moves in. If it's my partnership with Siege at play, mm-hmm. then updating an agreement between her and I or the yes. three of us. Well, updating the custody that Finn is also not mine. Yes, yes. obviously. I mean, also Eve. You can keep you. <laughs> I don't want the Satan <laughs> cat. <laughs> the Satan cat can stay. <laughs> if she starts liking me, we'll talk about it. <laughs> she doesn't like me. She doesn't like anybody. I guess she likes Jay. I don't know what she likes. Um, yeah, she likes <laughs> She likes, okay. She likes me some days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She liked me she a lot likes when you guys weren't the there. cat outside. Her boyfriend? Yeah. Got it. She likes her boyfriend the most. Some days. Good Some point. days she also tries to attack him through the window. So it could go either way. Listen, they're in a passionate relationship, okay? It is very tenuous. He also has two new cats outside with him. So Bia's been a little upset with him. He came to cart around his hose. Yeah. There's two new ones. There's a, like, speckled uh, type tabby cat and then this white fluffy cat that I've seen around and he's just living his best poly cat in his life. No agreements. Guaranteed there's no agreements. I, I bet you there's not a single notarized document there. He's definitely not been to the attorney. He's not. He's not. And we're still feeding he him. He hasn't been to the pod. Well, we, Jay, still feeds him daily. Wow. But And it, now he screams at us when he doesn't get fed. That's how, that's how cats work, girl. I'm sorry. We literally will stand at the front door screaming. I like that you said we because you, you know as a married person. They <laughs> That that's your action. Jay's like, you much. should go buy... He made me buy food for the cat the other day, too. And I was like, this is a homeless cat. Fine. <laughs> I do sometimes, like... So you know about the and cats it's expensive. That are... He has me get the expensive food. It's not even the, the cheap... The yes! Cat? I would fancy feast that. No! He has me getting, like, the free wild bullshit. It's not cheap. I had to spend, like, $50 on this outdoor cat's food. <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm, 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 I told I'm him not. Fancy Feast too, and he was like, no, it's what I get him. He's such a softie. Wow, really He's so a softie. Soft. I give when some I, of the food, some of Ruckus's food to the outside cats, and I was like, oh, he doesn't like, is he getting mad at me? He's, He's like, like, where's my fucking food mom? He's in there just shooting you a bird through the window. He's like, I, I just, I do always imagine him like <laughs> up against the window like, Ugh. thankfully we're in the back so he can't see us. That's true. Sneaking. Mm-hmm. I sneak around. But like, sometimes I feel like I hear him meowing from inside. I'll be like, hey, outside cat. And then like, somebody, yeah, it's, it's wild. I think we've gotten totally off topic. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> hey, welcome back. <laughs> 
Welcome so back to Two Brats go. Talk About Cats. Cool. <laughs> uh, hey, like thank you so our much. Facebook yeah. page. Let, join our Facebook group. We join don't have our Facebook, Facebook page. Group. I don't know where you came up with that Whatever. just now. <laughs> follow us on Instagram and YouTube, okay? Yep. We just surpassed 270 followers, hopefully by the time this drops. Hopefully. <laughs> if not, we're going to like, real I'm manifesting it. Yeah, and, um, Hey, go if hire you people hear... to like us if we don't. <laughs> and, um, you know... You, you should come to our educational munch. I think by the time this, yeah, both episodes should come out before. No? Mm-mm. The first one's coming this weekend. Oh, that's so sweet. you remember that. <laughs> it's on my calendar. That's all I need. Oh, good. I just wake up and I look at the calendar. <laughs> you show up. I don't need anything else. Yeah, exactly. So it's this coming weekend. So this episode, the next one will be in October. I don't know the date yet. The 18th. Just kidding. Sorry. It's not that. It's not that no, date. No, it's not that it's date because we'll actually Sorry. be in Vegas that date. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we'll be in Vegas. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't remember nothing else. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember nothing else either. Okay, thank okay, you guys bye. so much. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, join our Patreon. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs>